Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Be sure to give us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out a lot. Wanna say talk to Makara? What? Who have you gone? What? What? You sorry? The little tiny bit of Irish that I do know there. I hope that we're all well. Basically, I said, "How are you, my friends?" I hope that you're all doing well. See a lot of people complaining about a bit of sunburn today. I mean, nothing wrong with it. Get out into the back garden. Get out into the fields. Get out into the wide, wide world and enjoy yourselves. So it's a little bit more upbeat today, but regards to news and stuff like that. And yeah, look, basically, the news is Jude Bellingham's a fraud. All aboard the Kefren Thuram Express. That's where we're going tonight. Uh, so look, loads to get through. Ainge scale. Yes, I do. There's a little, what's the story? What's the story? Did you guys see the uh, the voice note that uh, Mr. McGregor left for True Geordie on Twitter? Ooh. Uh, getting a little bit uh, uppity, Mr. McGregor. Getting a little bit snotty there. But, you know, we'll talk about that as well. Why did he do it? So, <laughs> I think it's because... And again, I haven't spoken to Brian directly. So, I think it's because... Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think there was something about uh, a video or a comment that Brian made that said he looks McGregor looks like he was on something, something along those lines, like he'd taken some um, some narcotics or something like that. Um, but I do find it funny that you know McGregor calls him irrelevant, but yet there he is making a voice note about him. Couldn't be that irrelevant, Connor, if you're there making voice notes about him. But you know what? For one man, through Geordie, he's got. Conor McGregor on strings, he's got Tate on strings, and he's got the bleeding heavyweight champ of the world on strings. But he's not relevant, right? Then why is everybody so concerned about him? Brian doing bits, we love it. Well done, Brian. I wish I could get that level of fuckery. I wish I could get that level of winding people up. Maybe I'd need to bow down to the altar of uh, of Mr. Geordie. So look, there we go. Let's get stuck into the Kefren Thuram stuff first because there's a load for us to get through tonight. And I do mean a load. It's quite a busy evening with regards to stories around the club. So let's give you what we know um, about the situation with Kefren Thuram. So Lekeep have reported that he's valued at about 60 million euro by Nice. 
Then we move on to speak uh, about other stories in the media. Say Liverpool have opened negotiations with OGC Nice for Kevin Thuram. Liverpool have taken steps to recruit the French international. The operation looks complex. That comes from Hugo Delon. But then to count to contrast that with the English side of it, Miguel Delaney, uh, I think of the Independent, if I'm not mistaken, said. Kevin Thuram is seen by Jurgen Klopp as the perfect answer to the issue after Liverpool missed out on Jude Bellingham. I didn't want to have to say this, but you can thank me for this because obviously I distracted everybody with Bellingham. You know, I played my part in this role, but distracting everybody, the world, on the Jude Bellingham pursuit. And I've allowed Liverpool to go about their business on the QT and sneak in there for Kefran Thuram. Now, I'm not expecting thanks. I'm not expecting you to send, you know, flowers to the house and stuff like that. But just know that you're welcome, world. You're very welcome. Look, on this one, I don't know much about the lad. I know he comes from good stock. His father's a World Cup winner. Uh, and I know he's been spoken about in glowing terms by, by journalists, by regular viewers of French football. But I want to know what you guys think. Now, the price at 60 million euro, that's what they're asking. That's obviously the starting point. Roughly about 53, 54 million pound. And it kind of equates and fits with the level of price that we're looking at for midfielders. If you look at the Alexis McAllister situation, if you look at the Barella situation, you can start to see a pattern of a price point, really, where Liverpool have been looking to do their shopping. Now, on that, George Schmatke has started work at Liverpool. I think he started in the last day or two. We know it's an initial three-month deal. If he likes Liverpool and Klopp, if Klopp and Liverpool like him, then that can and maybe will be extended. Uh, he's already at work sorting out the Carvalho situation and the Alexis McAllister situation. On the situation with Fabio Carvalho, yesterday we said to you guys that there was an offer from an unnamed Champions League club. Now, you've probably seen this today doing the rounds on social media. It seems as if that club was RB Leipzig. Now, on that one, uh, there's been a little bit from Paul Joyce that said, an offer from RB Leipzig for Fabio Carvalho was dismissed as derisory and Liverpool see the youngster as a future starter, hence their hardline stance. Now, for me... I understand whatever situation happens here with, with Carvalho. I understand if Liverpool choose to loan him. And I also understand if Liverpool potentially look to sell Fabio Carvalho with a buyback option. Uh, but when I heard that Leipzig were interested, I couldn't help but start to click through my brain and start to think about Leipzig players who maybe Liverpool could look to include as part of a deal. And obviously you're looking at Josko Vardial, you're looking at Sobitzlai. And if you threw a real curveball in there, fuck it, you could even talk about Timo Werner. Yeah, I said it. Doesn't mean I believe it, but I said it. So yeah, let me know your thoughts on this one. Would you be happy with... Uh, with Liverpool maybe looking to do a part exchange or a swap there for one of the RB Leipzig players. Now look, Josko Vardial is probably pie in the sky stuff. His valuation is probably about €90 million. Euro, so I don't think we have that much money to spend on a centre-back. But again, if they are interested and if they do come back, it wouldn't be the worst move in the world for Carvalho. You know, they're going to be a Champions League club. Uh, going to be playing in a good league in the Bundesliga, a good technical league as well. So maybe they come back to the table. Maybe this was just a, a shot in the dark from them. I don't know. On that, the who wants a little trip to a certain hula, 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 bullshit island? I feel like we need to make this a place. So our latest story for you guys who are having a little vacation on bullshit island is that Liverpool, alongside Barcelona, have made contact with Bruno Gomares over a potential summer signing. You what now? I mean, this isn't the first time I've seen this, but ask yourselves this. 
Do Newcastle at this moment in time seem like a club to you who want to sell their star players? Absolutely not. I believe Bruno Gamares will sign a new deal at Newcastle. I also believe that it's a bit weird asking the lad to leave a club that has just qualified for the Champions League for the first time in, I think, 20 years. A club that value him very highly. A club where he's idolised by the fans to come to Liverpool. Hmm. Now look, bigger club, absolutely. But doesn't make sense to me. And I don't think there's any way that Newcastle will entertain offers for Bruno Gamares, whether it be from Barcelona, Liverpool or anybody else. So I think we can safely put that one uh, and plant their flag firmly on Bullshit Island with regards to the links to Bruno Gamares. But not wanting to piss on your cornflakes, but there is another little bit of news today with regards to potential uh, recruitment for Liverpool Football Club. And this comes from the Mirror who say, Liverpool will reportedly face competition from Manchester City for Bayern Munich midfielder Ryan Gravenberch. I'm on the fence about Gravenberch. I don't mind Liverpool taking a punt at a certain price. I can't say I'm not a little bit concerned. You know, it didn't work out from at Bayern Munich by any stretch and I don't know the reasons I don't know if the manager didn't fancy him I don't know if he wasn't putting in a shift in the training ground I don't know if it just wasn't a good mesh I don't know I've no idea but I'm only comfortable with that deal at maybe a certain price point and if Manchester City come to the table looking to flex their um, financial muscles then maybe maybe we have to walk away I don't know because Manchester City were also interested in Alexis McAllister I think Liverpool have got that job done and as I told you a few weeks ago the 70 million pound valuation that you guys have seen doing the rounds on social media is not going to be the price that Liverpool pay it will be closer to around 60 million pound maybe even a little bit under as I said but nobody believes me when I say anything but Fabrizio said it today so now you can believe it uh, Gravenberch at 25 million yes at 35 million hard no from Mickey um, I can't hear your name mate without singing that song in my head there. oh Mickey you're so fine you're so fun you're blowing my mind hey Mickey hey Mickey but then I go to U-G-L-Y you ain't got no alibi you ugly what what not saying you're ugly dude I don't even know you from Adam Watch the vid from yesterday, said Emma, got me curious. FSG have a net spend for the last three seasons of 59.7 million. They earned 97 million in short sales for one of the seasons alone. Yeah, well, um, I tried, Emma. I tried not to speak about FSG today. I mean, I gave it me best, but you're after giving me a leeway in now to talk about FSG. And I'm trying to be positive. I'm trying to be optimistic. And you know what? McAllister... Thuram, I can get behind those type of signings, I can, I can get behind them and I hope that we do get those three players midfield that we all just go, okay, I can see this and look, I don't want to admit this, you know that I'm all about Jude Bellingham, you know that, I can understand it, I can, I, I don't agree with it, I still think we should have put those eggs in that basket, but I can understand it if maybe we need to do a little bit more. Three midfielders, a centre-back and a utility full-back. I can sort of understand it. So I guess I'm trying, to, I'm trying to talk myself back around. I'm trying to get myself positive because I'm fucking sick of the negativity. I'm sick of it. And there's been a lot of it throughout our fan base because, well, obvious reasons. We haven't had much to shout about, have we? And I think, I think we need a, a shot in the arm. I think we need a boost of positivity. And hopefully we can get a couple of signings through the door early because... We deserve it, right? We deserve to be positive. We deserve to be happy. And we deserve to feel like we're going to challenge. So rather than me continuously come on here and just piss and moan about FSG, 
let's just take it one day at a time and see how the momentum builds throughout the window. But I still want you guys doing your part. I want you guys in social media demanding that we are active, demanding that Liverpool are doing the best that they can do and not accepting the status quo and not accepting the FSG mouthpieces or the FSG apologists who come up with pony and absolute stupidity with regard to the excuse making. So let's see what happened. Apparently Ugarte favours Chelsea move according to the mail. Um, I would, if I was him and I had an option to go to PSG or Chelsea, I'm going to Chelsea because the Premier League. That's where it's at. That's where you want to be. Um, and obviously with regards to the manager that's coming in there, I mean, a Ray Potch, I've said this to you guys for years. Um, and I think when he starts to, you know, rip that Chelsea squad apart, it might take a season or two. I don't think they're going to be initially back challenging. But remember, they've got no European distractions now. So Mauricio Pochettino can just focus on getting that Chelsea team back up. But if I'm Manuel Ugarte... I'm taking the Chelsea uh, opportunity over the PSG one purely because of the league, if I'm being honest with you. Anyone who goes to PSG does it for one reason and one reason only, and that is ka-ching, ka-ching. Because let's be honest, nobody dreams about playing uh, Lorient or um, fucking, I don't know, Strasbourg or, you know, no disrespect to those French clubs, but it's not the most... Um, it's not the most competitive league when PSG were involved. I mean, you're guaranteed league titles if you go to PSG, but, you know, does it mean as much? I don't know. I can't say. I can't. It doesn't. Liverpool have entered the race for, Gla uh, for Gladbach's midfield prodigy. Fucking prodigy. Does that mean an extra 10 million on the price tag because they've lashed the word prodigy and Manu Kone and have already contacted his agents to express their interest. Yes, I'd seen that Christian Falk speaking about that one yesterday, mate. And look, I'm surprised that Kone is, is still in Germany. I thought he may have moved last summer. I see that five guys in England getting 30 years for providing free streaming. It is mad, right? And how do we live in a world where, as Mutt said, a few fellas providing an illegal service get 30 years combined? And yet we see charges of postponed sentences or probation for physical assaults or sexual assaults or, you know, actual shithouse behaviour, you know, fucking people robbing stuff, that gets you probation or a slap on the wrist. But, you know, streaming a bit of free football with the pressure coming on from Sky and BT and I'll get you 30 years. I have an idea, Sky and BT. Maybe listen. Listen to the words coming from the public who are sick of being fucking fleeced, who are sick of having to pay over the odds for netball, horse racing and other shite that nobody really cares about because we're here for the footy. So maybe ditch all the shitty programs, remove half the presenters and make the, 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 the product more affordable to the average person. And maybe, I don't know, maybe people won't be turning to illegal streams. And here's one. Maybe start showing every fucking game. Maybe try and force the government to drop this ridiculous blackout that sees people unable to watch the team that they support in a legal way if their team is playing at 3pm on a Saturday. So much like the shirt sales, and I moaned about this yesterday from Liverpool, if you want people to stop buying fake shirts, then stop charging 95 euro, you robbing bastards. 95 euro and 150 euro, and you're surprised that people are turning to fake shirts? Of course they are. Unless you're under a rock, you may have noticed there's a cost of living crisis. There is inflation. People are struggling to put food on their tables, pay their rent and pay their bills. But yet Liverpool and Nike are tone deaf 
and want to fleece football fans for 95 goddamn euro for a shirt that cost a couple of quid to make. So of course people are going to turn to illegal streams. Of course people are going to turn to fake shirts because they don't feel like they have a choice because they want the product. They want their kids to be the same as every other kid out there playing on the street and they would happily pay 40 or 50 quid for a Liverpool shirt. But they can't because once again, us football fans are being fleeced. So that's my take on the situation. That's my take on those guys who got 30 years. Where's the consistency? They showed some illegal football. They didn't touch anybody. They didn't break anybody. They didn't rob. Well, I guess technically they did rob something. They didn't hurt anybody physically. But they hurt Sky and BT's back pocket. So then they must suffer, right? Again, a world of inequality, my friends. A world of inequality with the haves and have-nots. And the haves, well, they can stand on the little people, right? They can just do what they want. Manipulate the system. Have cartels. Do whatever the fuck they want. Who suffers? The regular Joe. I mean, I, should, I really should be running the world. Just give me the world to run. I'll sort it all out because there's too many tone-deaf people that don't understand why people are having to turn to these things. Nobody wakes up in the morning and says to themselves, I want to break the law today. I want to do something that's going to get me in trouble. Nobody wakes up to say that, but you're taking the fucking piss. Stop acting like a bunch of clints. And yes, I said clints. That's my new workaround. Uh, I haven't bought a new a shirt since New Balance. So I wanted to buy my son the new Liverpool shirt. Um, my son's not all that interested in football, but daddy's trying to brainwash him. So I had a look and it was 75 euro for a shirt for an 11 year old kid. 75 euro. That's ridiculous. So guess what I did? That's right. I did what I didn't want to do, but I did it out of principle because I am in my hoop paying 75 euro for a three quid piece of material. Uh, would you like to Trent to take a number eight or something or keep a 66? Whatever Trent wants to do. I mean, at this point, we don't even know if he's a midfielder or not. I read a piece today that said that he's starting to think of himself now as a midfielder. So, yeah, look, if Trent wants the eight, give him the eight. If Trent wants to keep 66, give him 66. Yeah, I'm, I'm easy on it. I want whatever Trent wants. If Trent's happy with 66, 66 it is. The only thing I'm going to say here, Trent, is the hair is getting a bit long, dude, and that's great. It suits you. But don't you dare, and I mean don't you dare show up for pre-season with a man bun. That's it, Trent. I mean, I'm saying it now. I'm putting the foot down. Your hair's deadly. You're doing the business on the park. But don't you dare show up for pre-season with a man bun. Did you see that Neil Jones put out his top 10 realistic signings and both Ugarte and Inacio aren't in it? I haven't, no, but the Ugarte one makes sense. I don't think I don't think there is real interest from Liverpool in, in Manuel Ugarte. I think it seems to be PSG and Chelsea who are battling it out for that one. Inacio, I, I, I think there is genuine interest in, I think. But again, Neil Jones, with the contacts that he would have, would, would be better placed than me on a lot of this stuff, so... You know, what I would always say is, you know, I don't, I never would accuse a journalist of lying at all, but always take everything around transfers with a pinch of salt because it's 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 fast moving, right? And and things can change very quickly. Sometimes it can be a domino effect. Sometimes it can be an injury to somebody else means priority shift. So, yeah, take it all with a pinch of salt. Uh, watch some Nice games and Thuram's ball progression is underrated, said Narwhal. This is one of the rare occasions, mate, where... I don't know much about a player, but I'm comfortable if Liverpool do pursue him because 
I've seen some really cool write-ups, some really good scouting reports, some really good reviews of Kefren Thurow. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, and his abilities. So I, I'm kind of, you know, taking a leap of faith with it. I'm more comfortable with the idea of him than the idea of a Mason Mount or a Ryan Gravenberch or, and again, I'm not saying like for like players, I'm just talking about players who were linked to in midfield. Hi Craig, at what point should Liverpool start to consider finding a replacement for VVD and give him a secondary role? I think we're a few years off that yet, mate. Now, there's certainly a lot to be said about maybe starting to play VVD or rotate him a bit more, you know, as he gets older and um, as the games come thick and fast, and but I think we have that new leader. I don't know. I can't speak for your good self, but for me, I see Kanade as a leader. I do. I see him as a future leader, and I'm comfortable with the Van Dyke situation because I seen I had a I seen him come back at the end of the season, and I've seen him admit himself that there's stuff to be worked on. And the one thing that I don't think Liverpool fans talk about enough is is the situation with the armband, right? Because Loads of people feel like, give Van Dyke the armband. But listen to the man's own words. He felt the added pressure of being a leader for Liverpool, being a leader for the Dutch national team. And some players just don't want to be a captain or don't want the distractions. And I think the older he gets, the more he wants to just focus on football, the more you know he may not want all the distractions and corporate stuff that comes with being a captain. I agree. I think if you want to change captains or not change, but maybe if 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 Jordan Henderson's first team opportunities are going to be somewhat limited, give it to Andy Robertson. That's my take. It's been my take for a while. Um, I think Andy Robertson would be a fine, I guess, vice captain. Canada is good, has one or two errors in his game. Yes, he does. He does. But do you know what? He's still really young, right? Like for, what is Canada now? 22? It's scary to think when he hits 26, 27 and in his real prime, both physically uh, and, of course, technically, that man's going to be, he's going to be some defender. He already is an amazing defender, but he's going to be really, really good. Did you see the Kone links? Uh, yeah, we spoke about them yesterday on um, Christian Falk, I think it was, said that, you know, that's one of the reasons Schmadka's there to try and, to try and get these German players who are maybe known, but not maybe appreciated as much as they should be. So you see the likes of Kone, Sobitzlai, Gravenberch, who is known about, of course, as well, um, and some other players that maybe we haven't spoken publicly about. Would you sell Hendo for 10 million? No. 
I wouldn't sell Jordan Henderson. We need leadership. You need senior players. And the fact that we've lost James Milner, we need to have a James Milner type personality in the team. Now, in saying this, I don't think Jordan Henderson should be anywhere near the starting eleven next season as a regular. I don't. I think his minutes should become rather limited because I do believe that his form is is suffering because he's getting older, not because he doesn't want it anymore, because he doesn't care anymore. Of course he does. He's an absolute legend of a man. But I think his um his minutes on the pitch should be uh, look, maybe actually being in the Europa League may be helpful. Maybe Henderson could, you know, help the younger players through out there in that competition and, and provide guidance and leadership. But for the there's I can't see a world where we sit here next season and talk about Jordan Henderson being somebody who should be playing week in and week out. You know, with all due respect to our captain, whom I love dearly, um, I think he's moving to that Milner role now, surely. Uh, let Hender play in the Europa League group stage with Bicetic and Jones. Yeah, look, there's, you know, if there is any positive to be taken from the Europa League, and there ain't many, um, there is that possibility, right, to, to, to unleash these youngsters on the world. Your Ben Dokes, your Cade Gordons, maybe your Cuevin Kellehers. Uh, you could make an argument for bringing back Sepp van den Berg maybe and letting him play in the, the Europa League. But there's many, many players that Liverpool could look to give these opportunities to. Calvin Ramsey, uh, Connor Bradley will get pre-season before Jurgen Klopp decides what's going to happen there. So yeah, if there is an upside to it, I guess that's it, right? Because you've seen it before. Uh, I think Harry Kane was a player that broke through for Spurs in the Europa League and um, it's exciting when when you see somebody like Stefan Bajcetic kind of just jump onto the scene. I mean, you hear about him when you sign him from South Vigo and it's a small fee and you hear he's one for the future, but when they surprise you like that, when they have when they have those breakthrough moments, it's exciting, right? It's really, really exciting. So, all right, let me bring a player to the table that was discussed um, quite heatedly in our Discord group earlier on. Mike knows where I'm going with this, right, Mike? Tyler Adams. So there was a there was a, quite a heated debate in our Discord about Tyler Adams and whether Liverpool should look to maybe pinch him from Leeds. Maybe if he'd be a good player or the right fit for Liverpool Football Club. So... I'm I'm gonna say nothing. I'm gonna hand it over to you guys and say, uh, what do we think? Tyler Adams capable of coming to Liverpool and doing the job or not? Because I don't want to tell you my side of it because I don't want to taint the argument. I think Adams is underrated because he's American, says Liz. I think exactly the opposite, Liz. I think yourself and Mike and uh, Americans overrate him. But that's like not a dig at you. I do it. I'm saying this in the Discord group. To me, Evan Ferguson's already challenging Harry Kane and Alan Shearer for the Premier League all-time record. So it's completely natural. But uh, I I just don't think he's good enough. I don't. I don't think he's anywhere near good enough to to do it and cut it week in and week out at a club like Liverpool, challenging the very, very top. I think there's a place for him in the Premier League. I think there's a place for him... Um, at a club like Brighton, as an example, if Brighton were to lose Alexis McAllister, they could maybe look at bringing in, or not McAllister, sorry, Moses Caicedo or Moist Caicedo. Maybe they could look at bringing him in. I don't know, but not for me. I don't think he has the physicality required to do that role for Liverpool. So, mixed bag. I think most people saying no, some people saying yes, some people unsure, I guess. Uh, I'm from America, very familiar with Tyler Adams. He's not at the level between the years, not good in possession, really just a ball winner. Said 8 Disco 8. 
Cam said spot on and I like the lad. Adams is a ball winner, not a Liverpool player. Expect him to sign for a West Ham maybe. Said Narwhal. Uh, mid-table player said Mace Customs. I think Adams is quality. McKenney though. Dot, 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 said Matthew. On Weston McKenney. I mean, very saddened to see the fat chance coming from Leeds fans towards Weston McKenney. I, I don't get it whatsoever. Well, because he has a chubby face, he's fat. Wouldn't be able to play football at the top level if he was fat. Very strange. But yeah, I just found it a bit disappointing to hear him getting that abuse. Because anybody I know that, or excuse me, not know, anybody I've read that has ever interacted with Weston McKenney. He's always really cool with the fans, with the kids, always makes time for photos. Um, very nice guy. I don't understand what the hate comes from. It's a stereotype that Americans are fat. I get the stereotype, but like, I don't think there's a stereotype that American athletes are fat. At least, it's not one I think of, you know? Do you know what I think of with, with Americans and football? And this is going to sound really fucking weird. But sometimes I feel like some of the players we see come from America are overcoached. As in, they're, they're very proficient tactically. They're very good athletes. But sometimes I feel like you're missing that natural flair that maybe you get from other parts of the world. Like if you look at uh, a French style of player, there's a very... French way of playing, there's South American players, a very South American way of playing and with Americans I almost get the like great athletes, great work rate um, but I feel like sometimes overcoached, does that make any sense? Because right, oh, saying overcoached probably sounds a bit silly but it's just my, my impression and certainly when I watch the MLS I, I see that a lot American coaches want to joystick every player and there's no freedom. Maybe that's it, Cam. Yeah, yeah, I get where you're going. Yeah. Because you want that you want to be able to express yourself, right? You want your players to, yes, of course, understand the systems that they're in, but you also want the players to be able to, to show their personality, right? And and do this the stupid shit that comes like Bobby, great example. Bobby wouldn't be Bobby if he didn't have the the moments of um absolute jaw-dropping brilliance and the moments of us wanting to pull our hair out in frustration but he expresses himself he tries these things and as well as being technically proficient and good in the system he was you know someone that, that provoked emotion from us do i think benzema will leave real well i want to say two things about that josh firstly i will never ever 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 slag off a player for taking stupid money and apparently he was offered 400 million to pick his club in Saudi Arabia. So the report that I had seen said that Benzema had an offer of 400 million direct from the Saudi government and he could choose what team he went to for two years. No issues with a player getting paid. You get that bag, you take that cash, you change your family's life forever. I do have an issue with this shit creeping into the game. That's where I have an issue. We've already seen countries buying clubs now we're seeing countries just buying players for shits and giggles again benzema you go get that money ronaldo you go get that money messi you go get that money but it's fucking weird and i don't like it that it's happening but none of us could turn it down it'd be very very difficult to turn it down but i don't like it's a thing and i don't like that it's 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 possibly legal i don't like that at all it's 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 again taking the piss out of the sport. Someone said Fabrizio tweet. I mean, I'm going to need more information. 
Uh, here we go. Danny's given us the information. Manuel Kone, one of the midfielders into Liverpool's list. He's highly rated. Liverpool are already informed on the conditions of the deal. Uh, LFC parties feel there's a chance for Kone to leave this summer as Bill reported. He's a name to consider for Liverpool plans. Yeah, I mean, I, I, interesting. Still can't help but say Kone, Thuram, McAllister is a, slightly underwhelming to me. It doesn't it doesn't get the old balls tingling. McAllister, brilliant. Thuram, I'm okay with. Even though I openly admit I don't know much about him, but Kone, I don't know. It feels like there's two potential risks there rather than one. So if you went out and got Barella, McAllister, Thuram, or Barella, McAllister, Kone, I could see one maybe being worth a roll of the dice, but and this could be my own ignorance. On the players, but I feel like it feels a bit underwhelming. Kone's hair can go before he comes in. Yeah, I, I don't know. As long as it's not in a man bun, you know, I'm at my man bun quota at the minute. Thuram, McAllister, Barella would do it for me. I mean, Michael, that's a window I can I can get behind. You know, I, honestly, I feel at this point it's gone very quiet on on excuse me on Barella. Um, could be because he's got a Champions League final to uh, look forward to. Um. But it could also be because there's nothing to it. But I swear, was he on the list for Jones, for Neil Jones? Was he on that list, the 10-man possibility list that you guys spoke about earlier? Uh, Craig, Kone and Thuram will be two quality signings. Those two with McAllister bring back heavy metal football. Brilliant. I'm not, look, Mickey, I'm, I'm being honest and saying um, I don't know a lot about Kone and Thuram. If they're the style of players... Because, look, when I think about a Jurgen Klopp midfield, I don't necessarily think about overly technical, overly attack... I think about workhorses. I think about high energy, uh, good engines, athletic, physical, pain in the arses. Do you know what I mean? Like, pit bulls. Every time you turn around, they're there. You want to move, they're there. You want to get a yard of space, best of luck, I'm right here on your shoulder. That's what I think about when I think about a Jurgen Klopp type of midfield. So if these guys fit that mould, brilliant. Uh, I know McAllister will because I know enough about watching them. But if you guys think that the um, the other guys are like that, have at it. Uh, Taron Thiago said, Craig Coney doesn't excite me. If we sign him, I really want us to go all out for Barella. I would take him over Thuram and Coney together. Thuram is the perfect Klopp midfielder, 6 foot 4, pacey strong, technically good, although only weakness is his composure. But that will probably come with experience, I would imagine. Again, I'm, you know, speaking from not really having seen much of the lad. As I said all along, if Klopp gets who Klopp wants, Craig's happy. That's it's as simple as that. If Klopp goes out there and gets one, two, three on his list of targets, brilliant. Then then it's on Klopp and it's down to Klopp and he knows the qualities and attributes he's looking for in a player and if um the players being mentioned fulfill that role then brilliant welcome to liverpool football club have been watching highlights and positions on transfer mark manu kone looks like a genie body and play style uses his butt even for turning and twisting um i like players who use their hips and their arse like that to you know protect the ball and to to use their physicality Thuram looks like a Fabinho body, but he's playing like a Pogba, surging forward from the six and eight positions. Good. Again, sounds like, yeah, sounds like the type of players that that would fit a Klopp system. 
George Schmadke's arrival could aid Liverpool's efforts to sign Ryan Gravenberch, and that's coming in from the Echo. So, yeah, I mean, Gravenberch or Kone? Who are you saying? Kone, 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 Kone. I'll take him over Kone as I feel he has more potential. So, GDM, Kone, 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 Kone. I mean, wow. Thought this was going to be closer, but this is almost a shutout for Manu Kone. So, good. Because I was never convinced with Gravenberch. It was always another risk for me. Because, look, his talent's there. You know, you can, no one's going to sit here and say Ryan Gravenberch doesn't have uh, very likable qualities. But I'm unsure. I'm unsure because of the situation at Bayern. But yeah, I'm, it's a bit weird because I understand some clubs, it just doesn't happen for people. Football is littered with players who have gone to one club, it hasn't worked. They've moved on, rebuilt and ended up being superstars. Look at De Bruyne, look at Salah. Happens. Happens all the time. Um, but I think it comes down to, for me, you want to mitigate any risk in this window. Like It needs to be as close to nailed on as possible for what we can afford. And with Gravenberch, I feel like another club could probably afford to take the risk, whereas we don't really have the wiggle room. What do I make of George Schmadke? See, I like a bit of a Clint. Um, and the reports about him say that he's a little bit marmite. He's, nobody doubts the man's knowledge. Nobody doubts the man's ability. But apparently he's a little bit... Um, a little bit marmite at times, a little bit of a weird sense of humour, a little bit, little bit, maybe, I don't know, different. And I like an outlier because I feel like I am one myself. So, um, yeah, I actually think he'll do well. And I don't know much about him, but from what I'm seeing and reading, I think he'll get the job done. I think he'll settle in and be very, very good, particularly if as has been reported, that we're asking him to focus on a market he's very, very familiar with, which is the German market. Borussia Mönchengladbach are desperate to start talks over the sale of Manu Kone. They're losing a lot of important players for very little money and are struggling financially. This is a deal Liverpool can push through fast. Good. You, mean, you don't want to hear a club struggling, but you also, you know, if you're trying to buy a player off them... It's helpful if they uh, need to do business. Does Kone have any good potential? I, I mean... I'm not the right person to give you a heads up on Kone, but the chat certainly value him highly. Thuram makes more sense than Ugarte. I think Thuram can play in the 8 and the 6, but wouldn't impact by Cechic's development, but we could have the option for a 6 if needed. Yeah, sensible, Chaza. We need to get him before PSG do, because apparently they're going down the homegrown younger player route. Yeah, which is fucking hilarious, isn't it? When And I've seen that as well, David. We're going down the homegrown players route. Want the best young French players. Oh, and by the way, we want Ugarte, the Uruguayan. So, again, it's a bit weird, isn't it? I am going to go grab me a shower and get some grub. So, I will talk to your good selves tomorrow. Appreciate you, as always, coming on. And, um, yeah, nice one. Hopefully, we get some good news tomorrow around the uh, transfers. But it's looking pretty positive today. Great to see those updates on Thuram and whatnot. So, yeah, much love. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 